welcome to DM to GM. We're the show that helps you feel more comfortable playing games around the table by answering some questions. Like today, we're going to answer questions about things. I'm your dungeon master from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from the end of time and other bothers, Sean Howard. We're killing this intro this time. You know what? Sometimes sometimes it's just smooth as butter. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, wow, they, they learned how to fly? They gave them a pilot's license? Oh, <sighs> yeah. Okay, so this week we have a question from Christopher Michael. Uh, he, him. Thank you so much. This is from our Discord. Uh, we have a Discord. It is open to everyone. It's a super great community. Everyone... Actually, it's really cool now because people will answer the questions right away before we can on the air, which is super cool. Uh, so here's a question. Quick question for Rush, Sean, and Hivemind. What? We should come up with a cool name, like, you know, DM to Jammers? No, that doesn't work. Okay. Uh, quick question for Rush, Sean, Hivemind. What are the most important parts of homebrewing a system, either for a one-shot or for a longer campaign? Okay. Uh, you know... This is a hard question to answer because a lot of this comes down to the kind of games you like to run. So, and we sort of talked about this a little before, but let's just like, let's say that you have a group that does not pay attention to clues, ignores everything you tell them about the world, forgets it. They love it, but they forget it. Uh, Try and guess which table I'm talking about here. Both of ours? Um, <laughs> it's like I'm feeling attacked okay. right now. <laughs> okay, so now let's now let's let's I'll try and diverge. And they just want to attack some things. So I'm talking about dungeons. Uh, yeah, because uh, up till then we were the same. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Right. So, but let's say they want to just you know they want to roll some dice and they want to have fun playing and killing some monsters. So let's say that's your table. Um. Uh. Then I think what you're going to prepare is going to be very different from a table that will avoid all conflict at all costs and just wants to spend the entire time with the innkeeper that you mistakenly threw in. Yeah. Um, I'm actually talking about both of our tables again. Yeah. No, um, absolutely. Because yeah, you can have that split. Um, but how do you plan for I mean, you just got to ask your table first what kind of game, if you have a table that you're planning for, or just think about what game that you want to run. What is going to be fulfilling to you? Do you want to have a dungeon crawl where you have to you know, just justify why there's goblins there or you know, that sort of thing? Or do you want to have this expansive world where, where you're more focused on world and history and putting in all these little golden nuggets along the way that they're going to find and figure out and see how the world unfolds. Think about also the amount of effort required versus what your table needs. So I'm going to call out both of our tables. Russ and I, like, we, Russ books sessions every month or so with other GMs where we talk about the world and conundrums and big arcs for each other's campaigns. And then Russ and I have a table that will spend three sessions with some person we mistakenly introduced to them on a wagon journey that now has become an entire arc that we did not plan for at all. And all the while, they've just been trying to get across one bridge. Can't wait to hear this part that's coming. <laughs> so, so, but, 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 like the the crazy part is like, you know, we will spend all this time like crafting these details about the world and how it all fits yeah. together, and then when presented with the first puzzle that requires just a tiny amount of remembering one of these details, the party is just lot. They're stuck. Yeah, that's it. They, they, it'll be like a, a big sign comes down. You can just see it on their faces. Like, like my table will be like, well. 
we're not going to ever solve this, so let's go to this tavern and meet someone. Let's take a left instead of a right and go see what else is in this village. Yeah. Yeah, we will never pass this. The world is doomed. Okay, so what do we? Let's go play some backgammon. Yeah. So uh, in that, what we're what we're saying is not don't plan anything because both Sean and I plan a lot of things, knowing that eventually our tables are going to get to it, but also knowing that it's not going to be important necessarily the next time we sit down. Um, right. So we have it. We've planned it. It's there, but it's going to take us six years to get to it. Um, yeah. Depending on your table, might be a little more succinct and to the point than ours are. I, <laughs> I, Can you hear the jealousy in our voices? <laughs> I, I hear there's tables and players that that play the game that we set before them and don't just say nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. Um, so yeah, homebrewing a game is a lot of fun. And it can be very rewarding to build out a world and to build out a campaign um, for yourself, but get a feel for your table and know how much you're going to need for that one shot. One shot in particular, if you have a if you have a table that avoids contact or avoids uh, combat and avoids uh, hard puzzles, you're not going to want to put a lot of those into a one shot where you're sitting down for two to four hours. You know, you're going to want to put in some cool interactions, some cool riddles, some cool stuff, and then just kind of piecemeal it in there for a longer campaign. You can, you can play with a lot of that more world buildy stuff where you sit down with other people and plan out this epic arc and adventure. And then knowing that you have a year say six months to a year to kind of work through it and get to it yeah and so if if your group doesn't like a maze only you know only give a maze them five times then stop yeah well because six times is just ridiculous (laughs) right fifth time's a charm yeah so i know a lot of i know a lot of dms and gms out there uh stress about the world building and they haven't finished it and they don't have it all figured out. And then, so they don't start. So um, don't be afraid of just having it roughed in and saying, you know what, whether it's a long campaign or a one shot, you can treat it the same. You can say, Hey, Hey everyone, let's just start playing. And you can, you can basically corral them into one of two choices, right? Like, and, and then if they, if they choose something even different and it's fun, you can allow that to happen. But you can sort of treat it as, hey, I don't need to know the whole world with a level one set of players. Like these characters are babies and the world is so new to them and they all have different experiences. Like I can just worry about the – I don't even have to worry about the whole town I start them in. Yeah. All I need to know is the farmstead where they're starting and what's happening there. And if you have any idea of any other lore in your world, that's cool. It can color it. Or like me, you can just make it up and then write it down. Or like me, make it up and forget to write it down. And then you change it later. And then they're like, wait, hey, what about this? And you're like, well, it changed because you left the region. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Duh. So. So focus on like when I see questions about this wide gamut of a one shot versus whatever, I say Start by thinking about everything as just next one-shot campaign. Get it started. Have some fun. Get a feel for the table and the players that are coming together and what they enjoy. And then just plan for more of that. Yeah. There's so many times that I've, I've, I've been stuck on an idea of where to go and or had too many ideas to know. And then you just you sit down and you start presenting things and see which little pieces your players 
bite onto and and start following because then that helps you plan for the next session to know okay well they really like this um this gold digging exploring one or they really wanted to know more about this tavern keep who was a little mysterious when they were interacting with them you can build those out as they reveal to you what kind of game they're they're interested in playing um and hopefully you can craft that within the world that you're building as well um and this um Unless you have anything else to say on this, this actually leads into another question, Sean, that we have. (gasps) Another question? Look at this segue we've got here. This is from Micah Zagerton, who, uh, again, in our Discord, dropped another question uh, around world building and ideas. Who has created havoc in both of our worlds now. Yeah, so uh, he's positing, uh, trying not to create havoc within his own world, I think. But his question uh, from Micah Zagerton, I've been playing with a fictional world and have some broad world building ideas that I love. Some of the ideas really translate into a playable world for others. And while I've found some characters I like, I'm having trouble motivating them. Would it be worthwhile looking at this as a playable world for others that helps me explore it? Or is that unfair to put on others? Okay. So I know some context about this. So uh, Michael is working on uh, a story, like a book idea kind of thing, and is wondering if uh, that would be unfair to put on players at the table, which is really hysterical because... Mike is Egerton plays in a campaign called the end of times and other bothers at my table. And he's hysterical. And we put that world inside an existing world of fiction called yeah. Alba Salix. So what he's basically saying is, can I do what Sean did to me? Uh, mm. Right. Uh, that's really what this question is coming down to. So uh, I say yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but like Russ, have you ever, have you played in a game where, you have like you okay let's reframe this so russ you've gone to conventions and you've both played in and run games where you have to stay within the lines of the the we should bleep this out the dungeons and dragons uh uh yeah or what what's what's well, the name the, of that adventures company league, right uh, right the, the adventures league yeah. you have to stay within the lines of yeah. that world's lore yes and was that awful to play no no, it, in fact, it's 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 a cool and fun experience to be able to sit down. Often at those events, you you get handed a character sheet, um, or the ones that I went to were were bigger, and you, you were just handed a character sheet. You can bring your own to to others, um, but then they they there's a game master who's been running the same game for the last few weeks, so they've got it down pat, um, and they stick within the lines and present you the things as they come up, so that it's a a controlled event or a controlled experiment and then they see how the players play within that and what they try and and break or use or find fun or don't or try and avoid um to help craft future adventures and that sort of thing like i i'm pretty i don't know how the finer workings of adventures league work but i feel like it's it's a test it's a test market test bed like that's what it's got to be like there's got to be some report back to say well we ran this many games and you know they like this this and this and then that goes back to you know, the HQ in uh, in Seattle and says, okay. Who pays no money to anyone ever. Yeah. Let's let's try. Did we beep that too? Yeah, we've beeped, ev- we've beeped a lot today. And we're not beeping bad <laughs> words. We're just be- beeping Sean's poor decisions. Uh, Sean's, Sean's ensuring we never, ever get to work with beep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd say, Michael, and anyone else who's thinking of uh, you have a cool story world and you want to allow players to explore it, you totally can. And you get to decide the rails of that. 
So in my world, I'm often running into conflict with my partner, Eli, who created the Alba Salix universe that I'm now destroying in our live play game. Yeah. So that that creates some some challenges, right, between, you know, what is real to the Alba Salix world um, right. now. So, but but you could have very tight rails, like an adventure, whatever that's called. Adventures League, yeah. Okay, so you can have, uh, you can have rails on it really tight, like, like you're going to, you're going to have these set up things, but p- you can still allow for player agency. Yeah. Right? And I think it's a great way to find out if, here's the, oh, sorry, let me take this a different way. Michael, if it excites you and you have fun watching players work in your world yeah. and it gives you new ideas, then I'd say that could be super cool. If it stresses you out to see players and what they do in your world, then maybe not so cool. And you could be like, well, that was fun. Let's do something else. Yeah. Um, think, thinking back to the Discord thread, he, he gets into some, um, coming back to the, is it unfair, thinking that, um, you know, you sit down with a table um, and then basically as soon as you find the hook or the idea, pulling the plug on them and saying, well, I've got my idea. See you later. Happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like it, I've been in campaigns that end. We end them early. We're like, yeah, this is over. We're, we're all just... And it's it's a we're done. It's a cool and fun way to world build. Like to it's a brainstorming session. If you go in and say, "Look, I'm building this world. I have these parameters set. Let's play within this. See what we can come up with." It it might be for nothing. It might be you know you might find the perfect thing. Um, it, you don't know until you try. And if you have all those, if you have a loose structure or even a strict structure built up, then the players are going to find a way to either make it interesting for them and maybe even more interesting for you or it's just not going to work and you've you know maybe had just a fun one shot and you're like well didn't get what i wanted to but we can move on and do something else yeah 100 percent. and just think about which players you want to bring in do you want agents of chaos like russ and i or do you want players that will stay within the the you know the the the, the rails it's, it's yeah definitely good to kind of pick and choose who you bring to the table for that because like Sean said, there are players who will try and break it um, and make it unusable for you. Uh, yeah, like Michael does at my table. He, my, so I, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and at yours. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the episode. I'm almost there. Yeah, I can't I, wait. I know. It's so good. And I don't even think it was his fault. Uh, <laughs> that's the bad part is I think it was my fault. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, that's good. I can't wait. Yep. There we go. Two questions answered. We hope that helps you. And please remember, there are no rules. You can you can have like the whole idea is have fun. So uh, but we understand the pressures that can happen in being a DM or GM. So please write in if you're feeling a little nervous about something, you have a question. We love getting your questions and answering them. That's right. Yeah. Send them to us. DM to GMcast at gmail.com. Facebook and Twitter. We're over there. And like we said, Discord link is down in the description. Come join us over there. Ask your questions. Answer some questions. Yeah. Now get your game going. Get, get your game started. That's it. That's what it was. <laughs> How smooth do I sound? I'm on the new mic. Oh, you sounded so smooth, baby. Thank you. Yeah, so smooth. A lot of mouth noises though on this mic. Yeah, it's all taken out in post, so don't. And I don't have a pop filter. Well, just don't scream into the microphone, Sean. I never do that. (laughs) Wait for it. (laughs) The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? 
welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interests? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people... You left behind? You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.